Hello and welcome to this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. I'm your host, Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor of Air Cargo World. If you're not already a subscriber, you can start your free trial today on our website at aircargoworld.com. I recently spoke to Ed Gillett, a commercial pilot who is also co-founder and director of CharterSync, a digital platform that connects shippers with ad hoc and time-critical charters. In this episode, we discuss how the COVID-19 pandemic and the UK's exit from the European Union have snarled supply chains, and in doing so, have catalyzed cargo charter demand. Gillett also talks about maintaining quality, as recent months have tested the current limits of CharterSync's platform, and what lies ahead in terms of growth opportunities. But first, Brexit and cargo charter demand during the first few weeks of 2021. So um, we, we, we certainly, if we're looking back at the data um, on our platform, we can see that the kind of build-up from September through to December, um, Brexit, a lot of companies were kind of making those decisions to um, stockpile a lot of cargo um, with the uncertainty of what was going to happen. So, I mean, we, we had a serious boom um, in, in requests all the way from September through to December. Um, and I think if I just bring up some stats, um, we had um, over a 48 hour period, we had 27 flights on the go. Um, so active flights being managed by our ops team, which for, for you know, where we are as a company, that was quite, quite impressive. Um, and what, what we also identified was the fact that the volumes um, were actually increasing as well. So the actual shipment volumes were a lot larger than they had been. Um, and I think that would, we can potentially put that down to the fact that a lot of um, trucking solutions or what would have gone by road has been converted to um, air freight. So that's yeah, quite, quite evident really in terms of the, the volumes are much, much greater. Um, and then January, that typically is a quieter period um, after Christmas that, um, you know, re- really caught us unexpected in terms of the number of requests coming in. And so that, that yeah, really was a, a record January. And so that was the early part of January and it, it has since kind of normalized or is that I mean, are, um, are you continuing to see that, that kind of increased activity into February? The first week of January was quiet. Um, I think people were kind of sitting on their hands thinking, you know, how, how's this going to play out? And then it literally second week, it hit us like a steam train. Um, um, that continued for the entirety of January. Um, another weird kind of uh, trend, I suppose, is February. First couple of days of February were quieter again. And then again, it's just hit us like a steam train again. Um, and I, that we've never seen that uh, trend before. And I, I don't know if I can look too much into it because I think it's, it's, it's random. Um, but um, we'll see in March, right? <laughs> we'll see in March, exactly. <laughs> That's, that's quite interesting. And just in, in terms of aircraft types, a, a bit of everything, the Antonovs, the A321. The, uh... Yeah, so actually in, in January, that was over 21 different types of aircraft. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, yeah, definitely seems like a, a busy month. So have you had to scale up the, the team uh, incrementally uh, to, to deal with the, the increased operation? or? Yeah, this... no, we're... We're certainly, um, we, we've been increasing our team size um, and we have, um, we're, we're looking, looking to continue to increase that as well this year. Um, so, you know, the, the demand has been so great that actually we have a waiting list of freight forwarding clients. Um, but because, you know, we have to get the correct balance of being able to fully, you know, look, support those, those clients because 
without us having that right resource, um, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to guarantee that um, full customer service because we're offering full 24 hour support. Um, and so it's just getting that balance right. So um, we're having to be, you know, a bit careful on that front. And so you're, you're saying that freight forwarders are really looking for, 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 for new options. Um, yeah, most certainly because it, at the end of the day, it's um, I think we're getting more and more referrals because of the, you know, it's, it's the convenience factor as well, you know, being able to just log onto the system, type in your request and be able to get all of those options quickly. Okay. And what level of involvement is, is required from the, the carrier perspective to offer their aircraft or, or capacity on, on, on the app itself? I mean, yeah. and to keep that current and, and up to date, uh, given the, the velocity of some of these transactions? Yeah. So the, the most important thing for us and, and, um, the kind of key USP for operators using our technology is the fact that we only contact them for a, a, a charter request if we know that they're suitable. Because in my, in my previous experience, um, especially in the time critical sector, when you've got very short window of opportunity to provide a quotation, you don't necessarily know which airlines will be most suited because they might not be in the right location or you know that the cargo may not even fit on the aircraft, for example. So we, we put all of that to one side and, and um, only um, send the request to the operators or the technology sends request to the operators if they're in the right place. Um, so obviously using the live tracking data um, and also if our um, load, uh, load calculations and mass and balance has um, deemed that the cargo can load on the aircraft as well. So that's kind of like the most important phrase for us. Um, so when, when they do receive the request, they then receive the alert on their app on the iPhone or Android or for larger operators, they're using our web-based system to respond to those quotations. So it's, it's identifying the exact aircraft within their fleet that's suitable. And then they are essentially checking the schedule to make sure they're happy with it before kind of approving it. Okay, got it. And then the quotation would, would be sent out after the aircraft avail- availability is confirmed then? Or is there like so, a, a baseline quotation available before it's confirmed? Yes, yeah, so as soon as the um, as soon as they um, double check the flight plan, um, so we, we do a lot of that work in advance of the operator. So once they go through that and verify it, if they're happy with everything, they kind of click um, confirmation. And as soon as they click it, confirmation, it, it goes directly to the forwarder. So that ensures our quick um, response rate. So um, on average, I think we receive most quotations in under 10 minutes, but the first quotes certainly come back in, you know, two to three minutes most of the time. And then in, in terms of the, the forwarder mix, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing how fragmented that market still is. There Incredible are forwarders fragmented is it? Yes, exactly. dealing with single clients, right? And so do you see the, the spectrum of the, the small, medium, large players or yeah so so with us obviously um we did you know kind of concentrate our efforts um on the kind of higher frequency freight forwarders that that you know charter a lot um because that kind of works well with our technology and obviously um because our system works you know we've got to have the operators we've got to have the forwarders connecting we needed to ensure that when the requests are coming through it's there's a high likelihood that 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 booking is going to go ahead and so that's why we, we don't tend to work with forwarders that only have a request once a year. Um, that, that will come 
as we expand our operation. But at the moment, we had to, being, being a small team to begin with, and we needed to just concentrate our efforts on um, those forwarders that have a high conversion rate. So I, I imagine that's, that's probably part of the, um, the, the filter capabilities on the, the waiting list you're, you're trying to exactly, understand yeah. how often the, the forwarder might use. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, it's, you know, um, just making sure that they're going to be able to get full use out of the system and um, know its capabilities, really. You know, we're just trying to manage the, the demand, really. Again, today is another example of where we're, we're just, there's too great a demand and sometimes not enough supply of aircraft. That's, that's what we're seeing at the moment. And so everything that is available is, is being used. So it's putting a lot of... Con- strain on resources because especially with covid with airport infrastructure a lot of the resourcing level is you know not not quite at the levels it, it normally is um a lot of staff on you know either away sick or they're on the effective equivalent in the uk with furlough um that, that type of scheme so you know having the full 24-hour capability from airports in europe at the moment is is, is a challenge but yeah other than that um, certainly plenty of challenges not the worst yeah. problem to have in the uh, no. in, in the aviation environment but but yeah, still exactly. it's it changes from day to day. Thank you, Ed, for joining us. That's all for this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. For the latest air cargo news and insights, follow aircargoworld.com.